Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Front Porch 2023. We had a little CES recap that I was not a part of, and that's okay, because I was not <laughs> you in Vegas. Invited. Yeah, I was not invited. <laughs> but today, I am here with Julia, one of our editors, and uh, Dane is... Yeah, where'd he go? Dane is supposed to be here. Um, he's a mysterious man. He'll show up at some point. So we will, uh, we'll wait. Oh, oh, Dane. Hello. Hey, Ethan. Hey, Julia. Hi, how's it How going? How are you? <laughs> okay. Wait, is this my hot water? Thanks. Do we need to worry about, uh, ring race coming in? Or are uh -oh. we good? Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more worried about that, getting on somebody. Yeah. For all of our listeners and or watchers, uh, some big news Last year, if we go way back to the beginning, to October 2022. <laughs> so not the beginning. <laughs> um, I had a little boy that was born. Well, Dan, so. we're all very proud of you, and we're happy for you. Thank too. you. Yeah, Thank you. So because happy. Ezra is so cute. Oh, my God. He's so cute. He's, he's something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, editor, can we throw up a picture of Ezra? Wait, wait. I'm going to do like a look. <laughs> yeah, look at him. Isn't he cute? Very, very cute. Boy. Anyways, <laughs> yes. um, well, I brought you two on today because we mm -hmm. are here to talk about things we cinephiles notice in movies that other people might not, mm -hmm. and other various mm -hmm. topics branching off from that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Julia, this was originally your idea, yeah, and yeah. it's a very good idea. Oh, thanks. <laughs> very, and good I am idea. very happy that we could finally. Yeah, sit no, down I've been excited for this one. It. Absolutely, no, this will be a fun time. <laughs> so to start off, uh huh. What have we been watching? Should I start? Okay, I'm going to start. Um, start. Uh, so <laughs> the other night I was like hanging out with friends and we were talking about basically um, the all the drama with like Ants and Bugs Life being released at the same time. And I was like, I've never watched Ants. So I watched Ants that night for the first time. <laughs> it was bonkers. Let me tell you something, Julia. What? I was alive when I a bug's wasn't. life and ants <laughs> I probably wasn't. came out you were not no you no. were not either ethan <laughs> when, did was, bug, when did bug's life come out this was 1998 oh i was, I was born. definitely alive no yeah i was okay i was born in 1998 yeah. yep anyways um <laughs> there was a huge rivalry yeah between yeah. the release of ants and a bug's life i always heard about that but no, it was crazy. because ants if i'm not mistaken was dreamworks first animated i think 3d animated 3d animated they had done El yeah. road to el dorado and that's i think right. the prince of egypt movie but um, i believe if that's correct but right yeah, yeah the first 3d animated movie yeah and it was this one was when i saw it it was more geared toward adults where it a bug's life here's, here's was more children that is what i kind of knew going in but when when my friends were like oh it has a couple of you know it has some adult humor and i was thinking shrek right shrek has a lot of adult humor they literally swear several times in this movie they actually will like i i, I can't repeat uh, unless you want me to bleep it out but I, it's like they actually <laughs> swear in this movie and it's like um and it's very inappropriate it's a lot um wow. yeah. but it's it's interesting though it's it's funny it's like if the plot of b b movie had like the animation of jimmy neutron that's how i would explain ants <laughs> wow it's such a good way to put yeah it. right <laughs> yeah that's that's a very very good yeah, way right? to put it but let me tell you i lived through 
the controversy. <laughs> oh, okay. I lived through sure. the rivalry. Of course, of okay. course. I was in junior high, and it was mm. like you were either Team Bugs Life oh, or you okay. were Team Ants. Oh, wow. Interesting. We got a veteran okay. over here. Of course. And Who was on Team Ants? I think <laughs> I think Bugs Life was... He was like, ants was like so bad it's good, but Bugs Life is much better. Oh, we're, I'm about to... I kind of took you as an Ants guy. Oh, have I broken your heart? I'm sorry. Did you watch Ants? Was there a time where you watched animated movies? Oh, yeah. I thought you hated animated movies. What are you talking about? <laughs> there was a time where I did partake. <laughs> I dabbled a little bit in animated films. Okay, nice. This will probably be a podcast for later as well, just to uh, give you a little preview here. Yeah. That's fine. The lore expands. Yes, yes. But I did happen to see Ants in theaters. Mm. What wow. did you think when you saw it? I thought it was pretty good. Mm. You had the voices of Woody Allen, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Very adult-oriented actors kind of. No, genuinely, yeah. In this type of thing, mm -hmm. so... It was, yeah, it was yeah. definitely interesting. Very different tone than Very different Life, tone. for sure. Yeah. yeah, like there's like, there is war. There is like, there, there is battle. Yep. There is bloodshed. <laughs> there's a lot of like Marxism. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's tones all, like, in communism the communism and yep. like capitalism. Like yep. it's, it's, you haven't seen Ants at all, right? No. So it probably just sounds like gibberish. But like, I've just always like seen clips thing. from it. Yeah, yeah. it's bonkers. It. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's... It's something. Something else, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of what I've been watching. I've also been watching Succession, which is really good so oh, far. Nice. Yeah, I've been enjoying that so far. Yeah. Nice. Cool. I have been watching The Last of Us. Oh, my God. Me too. Yeah, awesome. The Last of Us. Oh my God. I've only seen the first episode, though. I have not gotten three. past... Oh my god! Episode I, three is there's spoilers out there, and okay, I'm trying I won't to avoid say anything, them. But oh my god, yeah, it's so, so good! It's so good. It was over the weekend when it snowed, and we were kind of hunkered in. Mm -hmm. uh, that I kind of got caught up in a lot of my shows in in that mm -hmm. sense. Uh, watched a movie called Prisoners by Denis Villeneuve. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I've heard <laughs> his Denis last... Villeneuve. <laughs> that's the tenth pronunciation of his last name I've heard so far. Yeah. Can can we fact check how you say his last we'll, name? We will fact check that and put that up uh, on the screen. I have just to gonna know, have the Google Voice uh, like actually you know yeah. Google, like it'll like hit the play button and it's like Villeneuve or whatever the dude yeah, prisoners series. and this is a little like preemptive because we're gonna talk about it in a little bit. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. It is so good. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It is mm -hmm. fantastic, and it was shot by Sir Roger Deakins. Yes, it was. I didn't realize that until yes. later on. You can tell you can tell when they shoot the outside stuff. You're yeah. like, yeah, that's him. And the funny thing is, I'm watching the movie. I'm like, oh, this looks like it could take place in West Michigan, mm. like yeah. a lot of the okay. suburbs that they display in the movie. Yeah. Sure, okay, gotcha. But yeah. it's just well acted, well executed, well shot, edge of your seat. Mm. I did not see that twist coming. Mm. Mm -hmm. So love a good twist. Yeah, that's fun. I should yeah. check that one out. Yeah, Denny Villeneuve, definitely one of my. Mm. He never favorite contemporary directors he never misses <laughs> i don't hate a single one of his movies dune was a little underwhelming but that's a topic for another time <laughs> sure i understand that one but there's part two coming so yes. maybe he'll redeem himself part two of that book's nuts <laughs> <laughs> i finally watched the town that one ben affleck that is a fantastic movie oh, it was really? good liberty and i watched it um when we were in mascuda because mm -hmm. it was just like on the hotel tv did you almost fall asleep there hmm? looked like you almost fell asleep 
You you were like I was sinking. Okay, gotcha. Oh. I swear it looked <laughs> oh, like you were about to fall asleep. I thought asleep. you were talking about in mosquito. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. I was like in mosquito. I'm like, yes, I did sleep uh, several times. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Go. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you ever you the Ben Affleck movie where they have like the nun masks and they like rob a bank? It's good. You know? I, I've never heard of that. Oh, I, I, I checked it out. I vividly okay, remember when it. the trailer came out and I was like a wee lad and I was like, this looks stupid. <laughs> I think Jeremy Renner got an Oscar nom. Dude, he was crazy. Movie. Oh. He's crazy in that movie. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. He's awesome. Wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. It's a fantastic movie. Nice. I really enjoyed it when I saw okay. it. I should check it out. That's that's the town. Okay. What did you like about it? That's the thing. I, what I didn't like about it was the pacing. I thought really? the pacing was weird. Yeah. Because okay. it's like, Oh, we're gonna go do this thing real quick, and then it's like, oh, well, that thing's over. Here, are, here's all the fallout from that, and then mm. immediately hopping to the next thing type thing. Mm. Um, what I did like about it was the acting. I like the. I thought the cinematography was super interesting because it's hand like a lot of it's handheld it for is. like the most part, and it's almost yeah. shot like documentary style. It has like a Jason Bourne look to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it just feels like the cameraman is there with them. Right. Like capturing everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked everyone's character motivations. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was strong and cool. And like the constant like cat and mouse mm-hmm. game they're playing with the police. Yeah. I re- yeah, it was really good. good. It was yeah. good. It, yeah, awesome. I think you would like yeah, it. Yeah, I, I feel like I would too. That sounds good. And Ben Affleck is like hit or miss for me too. But mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. this. I like Argo. He did Argo. Um, I think ten years ago. Uh, that was just got all the Oscar hype and Oscar buzz, and it was just kind of lackluster. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the, the town, though, is just a solid movie. Solid script, solid performances. Mm, nice, that's awesome. So, as as a director, I mean, he's got some good things. There's another movie he did called uh, Gone Baby Gone. Oh, I have I not seen it. I haven't seen that. But one. I hear Gone it's Girl, just. But I haven't seen Gone Baby Gone. <laughs> Gone, Gone, Gone Girl's movie. a good one too. Yeah, good. Gone, Gone Girl's, Girl's good. Amazing. Yeah, it's really good. I made the mistake when I was like a teenager of like bringing my family to watch that one on our Sunday movie day. Yeah. Um, not very family friendly movie at all. But I was no. like, let's watch a thriller, mm-hmm. and the trailer looks cool, and it's like, oh god, <laughs> it was a mistake. But it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just not good in certain <laughs> contexts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Speaking of things we notice in movies, the police deputy in that movie is a Savoy in Cemetery Wind in Transformers Age of Extinction. Oh. (laughs) I have no idea. Not that anyone cares. Oh, yeah. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know anything about Transformers either. No idea who that is. That's all right. Shia LaBeouf is in the first one. He's in the first three. Oh, okay. Cool. Good for you. And Megan Fox is in the first two. Of course, of course. Oh, that's yes. right, yeah. Because mm-hmm. she didn't come back for the third one no. because of her. Because they treated her terribly. <clears throat> and then she yeah, said some things against about Michael Bay. Yeah, right? because they treated her terribly. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a, a buddy of mine who worked on one of the Transformers movies. Oh, cool. I think it might have been three or four. And uh, Michael Bay, you know, just being on set with him is kind of a scary experience. Oh, and no. my friend was telling me, even him as a PA, it's like, if you hear over the radio that Michael Bay is coming in your direction, be busy doing something. Do not make eye contact because I'll he, say you can't even look at. He him. will oh fire God. you if you make eye contact, no matter who you are. Yikes! Yeah, he's he's that type of oh no a filmmaker. Fun fact. 
fun fact for you there. All right. yeah. We are not sponsored by. <laughs> we are not, not sponsored by Michael Bay <laughs> or Hasbro or Transformers. That'd be kind of cool though. <laughs> but we do need sponsors. <laughs> so many. In At all some the point, sponsors. please. Yes. Please. <laughs> all right. Okay. Now that we've gone on a lot of tangents, so many. Let's let's get into it. Let's bring a little bit of structure into this. Okay, mm-hmm. I like structure. Woo-hoo. Before. You two got into this industry. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that was. <laughs> I have an idea. What were your favorite movies or favorite types of movies? <sighs> yeah, I watched a lot of comedies. Like, I basically, any Jim, anything with Jim Carrey and uh, Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell in it, I've probably watched a million times. Like, as a, like my family watched those all the time. We just had them, we are just watching them constantly in my house. Um, also, I can't remember if I mentioned this or not, but my mom was obsessed with M. Night Shyamalan. So we watched a lot of oh. M. Night Shyamalan growing up, like Lady in the Water I have right here. And um, um, Signs, is, which I still, oh, still so I think good. Signs still holds signs up. I love so Signs. Good. It, it explains a lot about your movie preferences that you watched a lot of M. Night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, M. Night and then uh, Lady in the Water. What was the other one I was going to mention? Uh, Sixth Sense I watched a little bit later. It's actually funny because I just mentioned Adam Sandler, but 51st States spoiled the Sixth Sense for me before I actually ended up watching The Sixth Sense because they watch it and they spoil oh the God. ending and I was so upset when I was watching Sixth Sense and I'm like oh god I know how this ends don't I I'm so upset this would have been so good but it's still great um yeah. the village oh yeah the village that was another one I, I kept for, almost yeah. forgot that one the village is great the village is so good I, I still watch that like every autumn I really enjoy what it's a great autumn movie it's it, a fun it time. is yeah I should yeah. do that more yeah basically like M. Night's like some, before M. Night got really bad th- those are like even some still I feel a lot of nostalgia for those movies so yeah, yeah his first three for me are his like best ones oh yeah Sixth Sense yep. Unbreakable and Signs Unbreakable is really good Dude, too yeah good. it's really slow good. but the ending makes it like all worth it it's yeah. Yeah, it's such a good ending. It's so good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So before I got into this industry, um, and we may have touched upon this in previous podcasts, but Mm. some of my inspirations for wanting just to get into filmmaking in general, um, the number one reason was going to see a little film by the (laughs) name of... (laughs) Be careful. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jurassic Park. The one and only. The one and only. And we have the same copy. You said that's my copy, but you have... Oops, big boss. Yeah, we did not uh, plan this. No, also. I just... <laughs> honestly, most of the DVDs I grabbed for like set deck, I was just like, I'm just going to gr- scoop up a bunch of my DVDs from home. But yeah. This was the reason why I got into this. Yeah, Jurassic Park is a pretty iconic, yeah. But it's everything about the film itself. Mm-hmm. From sound effects mm-hmm. to the score... To the visual effects. Yep. Sorry, boss baby fell over. Oh dear. You're Joanne. Keep going, Dave. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Thank you. Boss baby's okay. We sorry, the story him. to the acting to just everything about that film. I was like, I want to do this in some capacity oh yeah oh yeah for sure and that was since that moment since the scene in theaters as a mm-hmm. kid i was like yes like filmmaking in general i just want to get into that yeah. just in the way it just emotionally makes you feel i want to be a part of that mm. so that was kind of like the turning moment for me 
And I was just a wee lad. And that stayed with me, you mm-hmm. know, through high school, into college when I went mm-hmm. to film school, post-college, going out into the the, uh, the industry and working in the industry. That That for me is why I got into this. Just mm-hmm. all of those elements and how that can I don't want to I don't want to say manipulate your emotions but mm-hmm. the way movies just make you feel it feels the way like orchestrate your emotions almost yeah, right. I don't know if that's a good way to put it but like yeah like it yeah, yeah. for sure orchestrating your emotions mm-hmm. through moving images yeah hmm. exactly so I was so young when I watched Jurassic Park for the first time that we, um, I was so used to CGI and stuff. So when I saw the behind the scenes and you, we saw like the animatronic, the the robot dinosaurs, I like freaked out. I was like, where did they get these dinosaurs? I am so stressed out. Oh, who told? <laughs> no one told me dinosaurs were real. Oh my God, are we all going to die? I was like, I was so little. I did not understand <laughs> the concept of like not CGI. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that probably just gives away my Gen Z-ness. Um. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's cool. Um, How about you, Ethan? I was a big action-adventure mm. movie person. I still am. I still like them mm-hmm. quite a bit because mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings is still like top, top-tier top cinema. <laughs> um, yes. Um, and when I was younger, my approach was I want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. right. So seeing... You know, Aragorn wield Narsil and stuff against the Orc army, and Jack Sparrow fight Davy Jones on top of a ship oh, mast yeah. and a and a, like a typhoon. I was like, I want to do that. Mm. Like, I want to be the one swinging the sword. Mm-hmm. And my dad took me to see Peter Jackson's King Kong in theaters. Oh yeah, and I was like ten. No, not even. I was like seven or eight. Okay, that is not a movie you see when you're seven or eight. It's a horrifying movie. (laughs) (laughs) That movie, that movie's terrifying. The bug pit scene is a good example. Mm -hmm. Um, But just like, and that kind of rooted my preference for movies now, which is what we're about to talk about, Mm -hmm. which is like horror movies and thrillers Mm -hmm. and stuff that's a little bit darker. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when the first Transformers came out, that was I think that was like my peak interest in action movies. Seeing Blackout transform out of that Black Hawk helicopter for the very first time in theaters. Yeah. That, I mean, that was, I've never seen anything like that ever. Mm. That first transformation in the Transformers movies in theaters is like a key point in cinematic history. Absolutely. For me, it was the Tyrannosaurus Rex coming through the fence in Jurassic Park that gave me that same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of just touched on it. What are your favorite movies now? Mm-hmm. Favorite movies now? Oh, Ethan. If there is a change, <laughs> oh, man. you know, mm-hmm. I know, I know you've kind of branched out quite a bit. My favorite movies now. Well, getting older, getting a little wiser, mm-hmm. a little more seasoned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find myself. Kind of steering away from the big special effects, Mm. CGI-laden films. And finding myself more in the smaller, more intimate, more human types of films. Mm, Mm. Yeah. I am kind of the same way because I want to watch The Revenant. 
I want to watch Prisoners. Mm-hmm. I okay. want to watch Blade Runner 2049. Right. Mm. And out of all the Harry Potter movies, I want to watch Deathly Hallows Part 1. Because the cinematography is so gorgeous. Yeah. And it's just the three of them. And it's like no CGI magic mm-hmm. specialness is mm-hmm. really going That's on. That's a good point. Yeah, there isn't a lot of like crazy CGI in the yeah, part one. Yeah, it's just the it's three just, of yeah. them. And they're all struggling with like their mm-hmm. emotions and their own inner turmoil and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I always find that movie very, very interesting compared to the rest of them. Mm, That's cool. Even though I like the rest of them a lot. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So in the last year, oh, I should say in 2022, the highest grossing film of the year was Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. Mm. And for me, that was my favorite movie of the year and one of my favorite films in the last 10 years, Mm. for that matter. And it's it's a movie you don't really see made anymore. I've heard um, a lot about that. If you, uh, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it feels very like old school, like it, old school on um, blockbuster. I yeah, suppose. old yeah. school blockbuster. Just the the story, the characters. You just don't see movies like that anymore. Um, the formula itself is kind of something from the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see a blockbuster kind of use that formula into this in today's day and age was kind of a breath of fresh air for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And there was just a lot of human elements to it, like I was talking about earlier, you know. Even though the, the film has some special effects in it, a lot of it was shot practically. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. And you take that in conjunction with the human element of the film, that's really what I find engaging nowadays. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy a film that's, heavy with special effects mm-hmm. but if the special effects aren't used as a tool to tell the story then right. it's a pretty boring thing mm-hmm. you know and then there's just there's a lot of it there these days especially there's just a lot of content out there just cgi heavy without any sort of heart or any kind of meaning to it that um people just eat up just because mm-hmm. so yeah what about you, Julia? Um, well, I definitely don't watch as many, um, you know, screwball comedies as I used to. I do still like comedies. I think my favorite comedy of like the last decade was probably Game Night. I still really that one. That one was a really oh, fun yeah. one. Yeah, that I was a that. good one. But some other, <clears throat> excuse me. Some of my other favorite movies are generally a lot more serious. Um, uh, Arrival, favorite sci-fi oh, um, yeah. of like past ten years. Denny Villeneuve. Oh, yeah, same director. Okay, nice. Um, oh, what else? Um, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, obviously, more new. But um, the, the Farewell. Oh, my God. That movie is devastating. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, that one is um, yeah. A24. Um, it's, oh, my God. It's so good. It's really sad, but it's really good. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what? I also watch a lot more horror than I used to. Like, I, genu- I genuinely didn't watch Sixth Sense until I was, like, 16 because I was too scared. to. I was like, <laughs> no, I'm never going to be a horror movie person. Never. But I think what happened is when I got to film school, so when I got to film school I like originally wanted to focus on screenwriting I was like practicing screenwriting and stuff but it was really difficult for me to write anything that I knew I could that I didn't know that I could make like you know for my classes or whatever but Mm -hmm. also just in general um and horror like low budget horror is like a really you know conceivable thing you know i don't know if that makes sense but like you know horror can really get away with like low budget and like you know like showing less to build suspense you know so i was i was watching a lot of horror movies during college like unsing was really fun and like obviously hereditary i love hereditary um 
um, oh, what was the classic one? I uh, The Exorcist. I've seen The Exorcist. Um, uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, yeah, no, a lot of horror movies. Yeah, so I'm definitely um, don't watch it as much as I used to, but like horror is definitely something I try to incorporate regularly into what I've watched these days. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you're an easier or hard person to watch movies with? So I'm actually pretty easy to watch movies with. Mm. I can turn off the switch mm. as the filmmaker watching a film. Mm-hmm. Some people, especially those you know who come from like the film school mentality or work in the industry, some people just cannot turn off the filmmaker mm-hmm. mindset. You know, where they're constantly looking at the lighting, looking at the lens choices, looking at how. You know, oh, they used a steady cam for this shot, or oh, they must have used a dolly for this shot. You know, mm-hmm. constantly picking uh, elements out of it and analyzing what the tools were to make the scene happen. I can turn that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And watch a movie for what it is. I can watch it for the story and the performances mm-hmm. and be totally disengaged from the technical side of things. Mm-hmm. It's very tough, though. Especially really with, with yeah. what we do, because all we, you know, we're trained to look at, oh, how did they put this scene together? Mm-hmm. And you're analyzing, mm-hmm. oh, well, they must have done, you know, like a covalite over here, or they must have put a, uh, like a kino tube as a hair light up there type of thing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty easy to watch movies with. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I think I am now. I didn't used to be like I remember when I first started film school everything was so fresh in my brain it was really difficult to watch movies with my family because I was very difficult because I would just pick apart everything like a good example is like when I remember sitting down to watch After Earth with my family because again big M. Night Shyamalan family we all of M. Night Shyamalan and I'm watching this movie and I'm just like oh my god this does not make sense narratively like why if it why is Earth so like you know like because it's a beauty it's like sorry I'm trying to articulate it's a really beautiful, like cinematography is really fun. They, they shot it in a really beautiful location, but that that's the problem. Cause like, why did they leave earth in the first place? If earth was so toxic and like how, you know what I mean? So anyway, yeah. I got hung up on that. And my mom's just sitting there like, I just want to hang out and watch like Will Smith, like beat up some aliens. You know what I mean? That, that's all <laughs> yeah. I'm here for. I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, and, and I'm just, so now I think I'm, am now, I think I finally figured out how to turn off that part yeah. and just like enjoy a movie with my family now. So that's yeah. good. But all, all you have to do is watch the Oscars for Will Smith to do something like that. So. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Are we bringing hard that to, up right now? Hard to believe that was a year ago, actually. Me neither, wow. yeah. Little, little yeah, less was, than a year, but yeah. basically a year, yeah. We were on the road, actually. No, yeah, happened. we were like getting off the plane in Nashville. Yeah, That's and I was right. there. Yeah, I was there for that one. Yeah, that was bonkers. Because Donnie was like, oh, did you hear what happened at the, o- or see what happened at the Oscars yet? And you had mentioned something about like, oh, did so-and-so director win? And he's like, no, that's yeah, not what that, I'm talking that, about. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I and remember then, that. All you had to do is open your phone and then every article literally was talking about it. I think it. a security lady had to like tell us to keep walking because we were like huddled in the middle of the hallway yeah. watching it. Yeah. So that was wild. anyways, we can move beyond that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's all that's thing. in the past. Mm-hmm. I could I could talk for hours about literally. that because it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But um I would say I'm very easy because I do pick apart movies, but I don't say anything about it while we're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not on my phone. Mm. I can't stand people that are just on their phone while they're watching a movie and they're mm-hmm. like not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they ask me at the end of it, they're like, all right, what did you think? I will be very honest and say everything I liked and didn't like about it. Mm. 
But while I'm watching the movie, I can just sit there and just absorb it and be like, yeah. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. no. But I won't be vocal about it while the movie's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Because it's, it's interesting if you're watching a bad movie, you want to figure out what makes it bad. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And then I, I analyze that stuff. Mm. I try not thinking too hard about that stuff. If, it, if it's bad, I just try to move on from it. Mm. Not let it bother me so much. <laughs> now we get into the meat of it. Oh, man. It's happening. The, the reason we're all here. What do you notice in movies now that you didn't used to? Could be could be production design, could be art, mm-hmm. could be makeup elements, could be directing choices. Oh, mm-hmm. Ethan. Lighting choices. I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I figured the you number could. one thing. Continuity errors. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. I actually pay attention to those a lot too. That's a good point. Yeah. Continuity errors is that's probably the number one thing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I notice more than anything. The classic example is it was the final season of Game of Thrones, and it was the coffee. They edited that out of like the one on HBO Max. Yeah, I think they edited it out. But like I wasn't watching it as it happened. But I can't imagine. Oh my goodness! I oh my god! Yeah, you're watching it, and then at the bottom of the screen you see what looks to be a a Starbucks coffee cup, and then you go to like say the wider the master shot, and it's gone. Mm -hmm. And then you're saying to yourself, "What did I just?" Did I just see what I thought I just saw? Oh yeah. And then in today's day and age with digital technology, mm-hmm. with continuity errors, you can go back and easily correct them. But yeah. in the olden days, you didn't have that mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that luxury, mm-hmm, you know. For sure. So that's the number one thing I've I've especially with older films. You can see so many continuity errors with older films. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially when it comes to lighting, like lighting continuity is a big one for mm-hmm. me. And that still happens in modern films too. Yeah. You know, you might have a wide shot that's, um, especially if it's a night, uh, a wide shot at night, you have a character kind of walking through the woods, you have soft moonlight coming through the trees type of thing. Then you go to a close up, and then all of a sudden that soft moonlight is turned to hard edged moonlight, mm-hmm. you know, separating them from the background yeah. type mm-hmm. of thing. And then it's just like, and then you go back and forth editing-wise between the wide and the tight, and then it's just completely jarring in terms of the styles of how the wide compared to the close-up was shot. Mm-hmm. So that stands out to me. Yeah, that's a good one. So my, I think the thing I num- I notice in movies now that I didn't used to is pacing, especially just as an editor and like just thinking about. It, I think my biggest peeve is when I'm watching something and it feels like they're cutting every two seconds. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Like a good example, like um. Like le- sometime last year, I can't remember when. I think it was hanging out with my sister or something. But we just threw on Jungle Cruise on on Disney Plus, and it just bugged me so much. Like they, like all the conversations were just like cut, 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 and I could not like I couldn't focus on it. It was like like I, I obviously reaction shots are beneficial, but you don't need to go back and forth. Like like just it was so fast. Like the longest shots were like the CGI establishing shots, and like that was like it. The, uh, every other shot was like lasted two seconds, like longest. It was so it was just disorienting, and just like I I couldn't pay attention to the conversation because I was just like you're going too fast. Just mm-hmm. stop. You, you can leave it for a minute. <laughs> like you don't 
have to cut out every two seconds. Uh, so that was like a big one. And I was just like, oh my God, it was, it just felt so unnecessary too. So that, that was, yeah, I don't even think I finished it. Cause I was just like, I'm just going to like take a nap while this is happening. I can't look at the screen anymore. There's too much <laughs> happening. Yeah, that nice. was a bit. That's a big one for me. Just pacing. Like you can let things sit. You, you know, if, if you, I, yeah. I know. Like sometimes people think that you just want to keep the audience engaged as much as you can, but you can just let things sit sometimes. Like that's fine. Like that's yeah, that's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. So the thing I notice is directors' choices, why they do certain things, and I have a couple mm-hmm. examples. And Manchester by the Sea, and very, very scattered parts of the movie. Okay. There is one instance where, like, some extras or, like, a prop or some piece of the set design, like, goes wrong. Like, when the ambulance guys come to pick up the bodies out of the, out of the burned house, and they're trying to extend their stretcher, they can't get it to extend. And the like everything in the film just stops and focuses on them doing this for yeah. like fifteen to twenty seconds. Right. And normally you'd be like, Why am I watching this? <laughs> okay. But it's it's like this consistent theme of no matter what you do, nothing is going to go right. That's not a that's not a happy movie, by the way. I don't recommend watching that movie no. if you're in a I bad headspace. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's a bummer. <laughs> it, it's a bu- honestly, it's a bummer I... of a movie. Mm. But it's just like that constant theme of like failure like you can't fight it you can't beat the depression type thing Mm -hmm. like that's one example another one is it follows and i talked about this in the Mm -hmm. halloween Uh, podcast with the the season changes throughout that entire movie day by day that is a different season interesting i never noticed that in one scene she is in her pool in a just full-on swimsuit just like doing that and next day it is fall they have scarves on, they have jackets, they're wearing mm. jeans. And then the day after that, it's summer and they have tank tops and shorts on. Huh. Like I know in the Halloween episode, you said you did say it was time ambiguous. And, yeah. I, but, and I remembered some of that, but I didn't even notice the seasons. Yeah, the, also. Seas- the season one. The seasons also. Yeah, yep, that's the one I did not talk about. Yeah, that's super interesting. Because they constantly want the audience to be like, why does this movie feel wrong? Mm hmm. And it's because nothing is consistent. Interesting. Mm. I may have to give that a second chance. You, sh- you I, should. I did not like it the first time mm, I saw really? it. I thought okay. it was a great concept. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it was executed very well. If mm. you if you take that concept, give it to a different director, I'm curious how they would have mm-hmm. handled the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a friend of mine who's a filmmaker, it's one of his favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. And what you just pointed out, that's actually a great yeah, director style mm. right there. It's, it, yeah, it's, I never would have noticed had you not pointed that out. It's mm. fantastic because yeah, of course you don't notice it right away. Mm. I didn't notice it when I first watched it. I was just like, why do I feel weird? No, yeah, it's weird. It's just feeling weird. Yeah. yeah, I definitely want to rewatch it. It's been a long time yeah. since I've watched it. I just remember there's some bad lighting in that movie. There's a warehouse scene where the lighting's actually pretty bad. What's something that everyone loves to see in movies? that you don't like to see in movies? I think, and it's not always, but sometimes 
too much improv is a bad thing. That might be a hot take because I know everyone loves improv and it can be great and it can add a lot to a movie and it can, you know, show off an actor's skills mm-hmm. or whatever. But there's there's a limit. Like I remember like a couple Christmases ago, my boyfriend and I were watching, we're trying to watch new Christmas movies and we watched um Why Him? We also just watched Breaking Bad. So we were like, oh, oh Brian yeah. Chris, this is great. Okay. Oh my God. It's so, there are so many lines where they just keep, they just take a bit and they keep going and going and going. I'm like, it's not that funny, my dude. I'm sorry. I I, I don't know if that's just me and I think that style of movie just is not my thing like like you know so uh, I, th- I think that's my hot take something I really don't like to see is just too much improv yeah. like you can give your actors freedom but there's a limit like I would have cut most of that stuff out if like uh, certain actors were going on for way too long so yeah isn't that what thing. made Anchorman 2 bad I have not seen it that also had a lot of improv yeah. you're right it's it that one's rough yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm so for me, it has to do with un, or I wouldn't say unmotivated, unnecessary use of score. Hmm. Okay. Oh. Unnecessary use of score. Mm-hmm. I love film scores. I own so many soundtracks. Mm. But there are films that have a score or have a music overlay just mm-hmm. for the sake of having a music overlay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just to have it there to kind of fill this void whether the void is silence or you're trying to um, accentuate some kind of emotion that's happening during the scene but when it's forced that's mm-hmm. where I have a problem mm-hmm. sure forced scores especially if the score doesn't hold a tune that's the thing about scores I like. That's a I, very good point. Mm-hmm. I like scores that hold the tune because the tunes always, they carry with it emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, especially certain points of a film might have a score or a melody that plays and then it comes back in at a different point in the film. But it's coming back to serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of movies nowadays, and too many to name, just have a score there just to fill the void Mm -hmm. or just because they feel like they have to have a score. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes maybe not for whole movies, but sometimes for like certain scenes, like silence is can be, can add a lot. Like if it's a really emotional scene, like sometimes just not having music can like be very, I don't know. It can cause like an emotional impact. So like sometimes obviously like music is great, but like, yeah, like sometimes yeah, I, I agree with you, basically. Yeah, music's yeah. great. It, it's, it's a huge part of the filmmaking or and film-going experience, mm-hmm. but if it's just there as wallpaper, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you can feel that, too. Yeah. You can feel how unauthentic a movie is mm-hmm. when it has just a, a wallpaper score to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. why a lot of people had issues with Rise of Skywalker because mm. it would play so many themes... For characters that like that was not the theme for. Or That's play, a good point. Or play, like oh, yeah. the force theme when nothing force related was happening. That's a good point. Oh, that's really interesting. It would, yeah. I mean, even the Hobbit movies, it played the Nazgul theme when Thorin is fighting um, as. Yeah. Okay. And you'd be like, why is a Nazgul theme playing it, right now? Yeah, it doesn't fit. You no, know, it's so right. forced because they're like, oh, this piece of music sounds great, and it's mm. like, yep, that's not the purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. A good, I, I will go back to Top Gun Maverick actually for this one. <laughs> that film utilizes score perfectly. It takes the mm. classic themes from the first movie, intertwines in the uh, new themes uh, f- from the current movie, and they're played out 
in emotional beats throughout the movie where appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's not just wallpaper. It's there to serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. So that's, for me, that's the most contemporary um, example I can think of when it comes to using music appropriately in the right places mm-hmm. for the right emotional tone. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do your friends or family have high expectations for your movie taste? No, my family or friends don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They, they're not that impressed by it. Um, but I, I think I threw that question in because I was curious about you guys, honestly. But yeah. I would say about the same. Okay. They know they can rely on me mm. if they haven't seen something that I have mm-hmm. or if they need a recommendation. Mm-hmm. But they know that my taste is so different yeah. from a lot mm-hmm. of theirs that it's pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the thing. I have pretty eccentric tastes. So (laughs) if somebody asks me for my recommendation, they know what they're going to get. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all I have to say about that. Fair. Yep. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, right. How do you you recommend movies and shows to people who don't work in this industry or aren't cinephiles? Mm. I... Mm. It depends on the person, but like I try, I really try to take the person into account. Like if I'm talking to friends or family or something and I saw a movie that I really like, I'll probably mention it, but I also, I'll also make a point of being like, I really love this movie. It was so good, but I'm not going to recommend it for you because you hate horror movies, you know, for yeah. one example. Um, But like a good example too is like, you know, I would never recommend my sister like a horror movie, but like she loves like low stakes, cozy, just, oh, sorry, boss baby. I keep hitting boss baby. <laughs> boss baby's getting abused. <laughs> um, I've never recommend her a horror movie but when she told me oh i love like cozy um just like low stakes stories contemporary stories i was like heartstopper you need to watch heartstopper right now and she's rewatched it like five times so (laughs) that one i'm proud of um but um i think i just really try to take the person into account and like what they like and stuff yeah i think it definitely depends on the person yeah here's the thing if i have seen something and i just think it is magnificent I don't care if it's horror, drama, if it's a war film, Mm -hmm. if it's a good film in general. Mm. I I feel anybody can find value from Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're not huge into, say, horror films, for example, but there's just a horror film that comes out and it just blows you away. Even those who aren't into the genre, I will still recommend it to them just Mm -hmm. to have them kind of branch outside Mm -hmm. of what they would normally watch Mm because they might find value in it that Mm -hmm. they didn't realize that they would find. Mm, So for me, I it's I'm the kind of the opposite. Mm -hmm, It's like I know what their preference is, but I'm gonna have them go outside of their comfort zone Mm -hmm. and experience this Mm -hmm. because they're bound to find something in it that they didn't think they would find in it of any value yeah. and come away with it. Mm-hmm. So nothing's off limits. If, if it's if there's a good movie, I will recommend it no matter what the genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no matter what your interests are, because you might find something out of it. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I'm about the same way, I'd have to say. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, honestly, you probably wouldn't like it, but I'll still <laughs> rave about the movie to them. Yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. And then it's, I'll be like, if you want to check it out, go for it. Mm-hmm. But I'll be like, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't enjoy it if you like saw it without knowing Mm -hmm. what it was and that's (laughs) happened to me you know i've had you know colleagues friends family 
talk about certain films and it's just not stuff I would normally watch. But then they would point something out and it's like, mm, maybe I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get something from it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there have been countless examples mm-hmm. where I go into something expecting not to like it and come out completely blown away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 yeah. I've yet to see an animated film, though, that would do something like that for me. Puss in Boots, too. Um <laughs> I Wait, think into I that, think into the Spider Verse for you. Yes, the new Puss in Boots. It's is a number sequel. two. It's a sequel. I thought it was. We're just was talking first, about. I know, but we we need to. <laughs> you already forgot. <laughs> Here's the thing. I thought it was number three. I thought there was a trilogy. No, no, no. This is the the first. Are you Puss sure? Boots movie was like ten years ago, and like they just they yeah. I, mean, I swear it's number three. No, no, I mean I don't blame you because it has been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. Was there a show? Maybe there was a show. I don't remember where it would be on, because, but that might have been what it was. There might have been a show. Of some we've kind. seen a lot of Puss in Boots. That's well, the he was thing. In, he was in three Shrek movies. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was in yes. Shrek 2, Shrek 3, Shrek Forever After. Uh-huh. I haven't seen Some holiday specials. Holiday yes, specials. a couple holidays, Everybody's of looking course. at me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I think there may have been more than Maybe. the one sequel. Mm-hmm. Liberty likes Shrek Forever After. <laughs> she likes a scene from it i know okay i just wanted to settle that debate because we were talking about that of course of course well that's great because we're about to wrap this up yes oh are we with one final question what's that Save for this one and dana might know your answer maybe i don't <laughs> if you had the chance to work on one movie any movie i don't care what time it was made when you were born what movie would that be This is an easy one. Yeah. And this is uh, a little old school, too. Mm. Oh, really? This is uh, one of my favorite films in terms of cinematography. Actually, I would say it's probably, for me, personally speaking, the best shot film. Mm. And to have been a fly on the wall on set, to have Mm. seen it being shot, that movie is Barry Lyndon. From hoping, the great Stanley Kubrick. I was hoping you would say Barry yeah. I would love to have been a fly in the wall mm. just to see how that was shot. Yeah, interesting. So That's cool. Have you seen Barry Lyndon? I think I watched it in film school. Um, I, I can't remember much about it. I think it, most of it went over my head, if I'm being honest, but if, I'm sure it's very good. I probably was just like, there's a lot happening right now. If you ever read a cinematography breakdown of that mm. movie, it's, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Nice. Visually, yeah. it's unbeatable. Unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. And we've, I think we've talked about it on the podcast too. It's like Probably. each, each image is like a painting. Yeah. Mm. And just to have seen how they shot that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can see whatever behind the scenes documentary you want, but to have been actually there mm-hmm. watching them. Yeah. Actually, do it with that technology. Mm, very cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, this is mine is a newer one, but I the if I got an opportunity to edit everything everywhere all at once, I think that would be a oh, blast. That would be cool. Like it's just such controlled chaos. I think at times a little more chaos than controlled chaos, but I just like the idea of like having all this in like wild like I don't know just all of these different timelines, alternate universes, and just trying to make something that semi makes sense and like just, I don't know, just again, just controlled chaos. I think that'd be really a fun story to cut together. I think that would be a blast. That, that would be mine. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to be on the Revenant. <gasps> oh, that's a good. I, I haven't wanted, even seen yeah, that movie, wanted, but I know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> I want to. I want to just go yeah. to remote Alaska, Canada region, and South yeah. America, and just yeah, do things yeah. you would never, never believe that you could do. Yeah, mm, that would good. be amazing. Yep. Yeah, nice. that's a good choice. And they <laughs> shot that pretty much all natural. Yeah, yeah. It's all natural lighting. Yeah, yeah I right. heard they, yeah. that. They really could not afford to bring much in terms of no. any mm-hmm. sort of lights with them. They were out in the middle of like mm-hmm. nowhere, Saskatchewan, Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, filming that. Yeah, wild. Yeah. yeah, I need to watch that movie so bad. I've heard it's amazing. I've got to got to get on that one. I say so yeah, you can borrow it if you <gasps> yeah. want. I have it. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah Leo. <laughs> bring it in. Leo All won right, his sweet. best actor Oscar yep. for that one. Yes, he, I remember that because like it was like a meme on the internet that like oh my yep. god, Leo's got to get an Oscar and he finally got an Oscar yeah. <laughs> for that movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, yep. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below and say what uh tell us what movie you would have wanted to work mm-hmm. on yep. if you had the chance. Yep, yep, yep. Please. 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 Pretty please. <laughs> we need audience interaction. We need fans. <laughs> we need we need a fan base. And if you would like to the sponsor us, you know, we're Yeah, any if anyone's also, sponsoring, yeah. please. We got sure mics, we got aperture lights, we got light panels i mean we got we got the um yep we got the nan lights we're shooting on canon uh, cameras and glass mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know what brand this table is but <laughs> just flips it over like <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think that about wraps it up yeah, yeah. Dana, yeah. i know you got to get going so i'm not gonna keep you <sighs> mm-hmm. well you know what that means right oh no oh god not again oh my, oh, my god. god are you are you serious are you serious right now oh my god Dan, I'll see you on the other side. All right. Wow. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> that happened again. Um, Anyways, guys, thanks for joining us on the porch. Uh, we're releasing these. Actually, I don't need to tell you this because this will have come out after an episode where I explain it. We'll see yeah. you next time on the porch. Thanks for joining us. And uh, well, why don't you get off our porch now? Oh.